Are y'all doing good? They're doing real good, right? The anniversary crew's on the back smiling and everything else. They're ready. And I tell you what, this morning, you know, when I was digging through the scriptures the last week and just what God's been showing us as a church and, and us, uh, you know, different calls and us individuals, I said, man, you know, God just kind of tells us this sometimes. Uh, just give me a little something to work with. Just give me a little something to work with. And as I went through the scripture, I said, man, look at this. This is right on time. So today what I want to share is a story about desperation. Anybody ever been in a desperate mood? mode? Yeah. Right. And it's about God's faithfulness. Anybody ever see God's faithfulness? Amen. And about God's provision. Have you seen God's provision? Amen. So we're going to look at all those things. But today the message is out of 2 Kings chapter 4. If you got your Bible, that's great. If you don't, we're going to have it up here on the wall. And I thought about, Lord, how's the best way to unpack this? And I, I like telling this story first. And then we'll come back and read it. Is that all right? Because it just, just helps you get your arm around it a little bit. So what we're going to be talking about today is how God used his prophet Elijah in a mighty way. In a mighty way to a woman, a widow woman that had two sons. I'm going to give you a little breakdown. Then we'll read through this, right? The, the lady's husband had passed away and he was actually a student of the word. He was being uh, trained and, and schooled by Elijah and he had passed away. And right after this man had passed away, um, a bill collector, a, a creditor came to the woman's house and said, Hey, your husband had this big debt. And she goes, I can't pay this debt. Have we ever felt like that? Anybody know anything about that? See, there was a debt that we couldn't pay, but Jesus paid it, amen? See, it just keeps signing. It gets more better, more better, more better. So check this out. So she says, I can't, I can't pay that debt. So back there, the Leviticus law was that, you know what? I'll take your two sons and they can work it off. Can you imagine this? She, she probably don't even have the dirt off her sandals from burying her husband. And they're coming there wanting the money. She doesn't have the money. And now they're, gonna, now they're talking about taking her two boys. Man, that's a pretty desperate situation. So we're going to roll on into this a little bit here and, and, and unpack it a little bit. But I just kind of want to, we're going to read through this again, but I want you to see that God can deliver us out of those desperate situations. It's not, he didn't wake up and go, oh man, I didn't think about that. See, God's got all the time. He's a forever God, amen? And God knows what you need when you need it and exactly what you need in that, right? Well, let's go ahead and take a little bit and unpack this. Are you guys ready? Good deal. Can you see that? All right, I'm going to read a little bit and kind of unpack, read a little bit, unpack. And uh, if you guys got your, your um, handouts, there's a lot of good stuff to write in here. All right, here we go. Reading the word, starting at verse 4. I mean, in chapter 4, verse 1. It says, the wife of the man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah. Now, I want to talk about that right there. Right? He was a student of the prophets. Okay? But what did, he, what did she do? She cried out. See, sometimes God wants us to engage. We have to put voice to this thing. Right? So this is where we're going from here. She says, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. He had a reverence for the Lord, she says. But now his creditor is coming to take my, my two boys as slaves. See, you notice that, that she spoke up and she said, let me tell you about my husband. Let me tell you. See, he was encouraging her, her. His faith was encouraging her as well. So when we have a reverence for God, people ought to know that. People ought to know that you're a little bit different than the guy next door. If you know Jesus and he does it, I didn't say you're any better. You're better off because you do know him. But what I'm saying is this, is that you know what? God will take you right where you are. And you know what? As we walk that out, people should know a little bit different in your life. You say, man, why do they respond that way? Because God is working on the inside. Amen. So this is kind of where we really want to get to, but I'm going to keep on flowing here. Number two, it says, Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, right? What do you have in your house? See, so many times we think that what we have 
is of little value. Maybe in our life, maybe in our bank account, maybe in where we live, our status, our job, whatever it is. But God says, just give me a little something to work with. Amen. Watch how he works through his prophet. All right. She goes on and says, your servant has nothing at all. She said, except a small jar of olive oil. Now, we talk about olive oil from time to time. That was a very precious fluid back then. And it's still, still very sought after today. But they used it for a lot of different things. They said that one, one plant would only produce about 10 gallons a year. And we also learned through our Bible study on Tuesday night that it was kind of hard to get the olive oil out. Matter of fact, only folks that had a lot of money would have what they call an olive press. Or in this big round thing, remind me of almost like a big well that we looked at. It's called a sea. And what you do, you put all the olives in there. And then you take this other stone and it cracks them, right? And then they take it out of that and they put it in a, in a way where it comes down and they put weight on it, an olive press, and it squeezes all the olive oil out. So everybody didn't have one of those, all right? So if I had an olive tree, I'd have to take it to the guy that had the olive press. You see how it starts getting involved? So you can see the value of this. And she said, I only have a little. How many know it only takes a little when God's in it? A little as much as when God's in it. Well, let's keep on going. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask them for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil in, into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it aside, right? Now, let's take a look at this here. A lot of times, like I said, I want to go back to this and really hit this. She didn't think she had much to offer, didn't she? She didn't think she had much to work with. But I'm going to tell you, in the hands of God, everything changes. In the hands of God, everything changes. When we put faith in Him, everything changes. And you know what He said? I like this too. Lord, show me this. In verse 3, He says, He says, go. He didn't say, wait, I'm going to bring it to you and take care of everything. He said, go. See, sometimes when we're in that, that desperate place, God says, move. I need to get you over here. I want to get you engaged. He didn't have her just sitting there, right? First she spoke to it. Do you see that? She cried out. And then he says, go. I want to engage you on that. And he, I love this. He said, and don't just get a few jars. We got a big-handed guy, don't we? He's amazing. Let's go on over to the next one. So it says, she left and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars, jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But, they, but he replied, there is not a jar left. He filled them all. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and she said, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Man, it wasn't just to get by, right? This is what I love. There's no jars left. He filled every empty vessel. You might, might be here today, and your heart might be that empty vessel. Right? I don't know what's going on in your life, but God can fill that void with himself. You just got to be open to it. I pray that we're listening, our hearts are open, and that we're leaning into the voice of the Lord through his word today. Because he said, hey man, not only did I cover her debt, but he provided for a bright future. Do you see that? He didn't just get her by. He didn't say, well, I'm going to get you out and maybe everything will be all right. He said, you know what? You pay all your debts and you're going to have enough left over. Amen. That's the type of God we serve. A forever God, a, a, a God that is not bound by anything, right? See, a lot of times we're bound by moms and dads and things we have. We're bound by our resources and things like that. And we want to do things for our children. But when we hook up through the Holy Spirit in our family of God, 
and we're a child of God, man, it just keeps flowing. It just keeps flowing. Your healing keeps flowing, right? Your needs, right, can be met because of his provisions keep flowing, all right? So take a look at this. I want to go back to the olive oil again. They said, you know, that they would use that back at that time. They would use it for lights, right? They would use it for healing things. They would use it to anoint the priest. I want you to see the value of this. Even though she had a little bit and she thought it wasn't much, God says, I'll work with that. I'll work with that. Over and over, we see how God takes a little and makes so much more out of it. How many know when you look at your life sometimes and you look back and you see God working in your life, you say, wow, isn't it amazing that God got us here? Every time I walk through that door, I go, man, you know, look at this. We get to go. People say, well, why don't you take a week off? I said, man, I can't stand it. That's what Tiny said. He just can't stand it. I can't stand it because I get excited about what God's allowed us to do. I mean, this, 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 is, this is not a job. This is something God put in my heart to do. See, that's the mission to tell people about Jesus. They say, you're pretty passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am because I know what difference God can make in your life. I know what difference God made in my life and he continues to make. But and I know that there's still a lot of things that he's still working in my life. But you know what? I keep coming back and he keeps filling me up. So if you're here today and you say, man, I feel like a busted pot. He'll keep filling you up. He'll heal that. He'll fix that. You know, strengthen you. Amen. So whatever the deal is, I want you to know that God is there for you. You know, they even took this oil and even just to let you know a little bit more about that, the queens would put it on their body. You know, this we're talking about something. God doesn't use second rate stuff. God used top of the line stuff when it comes to me and you. God gave his best for me and you. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. See, God does things. I want you to hear this. You can write it down. With a purpose and passion. With a purpose and passion. He's working all things together for the good. So you know what the story is? We just need to give him a little something to work with. Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Well, you know what we have to do sometimes? We got to come to the end of us, right? Come to your end. You say, buddy, what do you mean? See, we need to sit back and realize we can't fix everything. And, and man, even when I was in the hospital last week, man, this thing was ticking. I can do this, I can do that, I can't do this, I can do this. And you know what? I've always found this, and a lot of times I don't run to this. But the sooner I get to God, the sooner things start changing in my favor. You know? How many know that? We just need to get to God. Because I had a God-sized issue. How many get a God-sized issue? How many know that salvation is a God-sized issue? But it's also resolved on the cross, amen? That's what I love. I said, man, it's finished. Well, let's keep on rolling. Let's take a few things here. So often we get exhausted. We exhaust ourselves trying to fix a situation that is beyond our control. That has never happened to anybody else here, right? Mm-mm-mm. Man, tongue hanging out and everything else. I got it. I'll fix it. I can do it, redo it and everything else. But you know what? We got to do this. I, I call it this. I said, we love to play the what if game. You know, what if this happens and then I can do this? And what if this happens and I can do that? And the next thing you know, we're doing overtime innings in the what if game. And you can never win in the what if game. But you know what? You can win in the I can game. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Let's keep it rolling. Look at the time we'd save if we would focus our energy on prayer instead of focusing on a problem. Man, let me tell you, I've said this before, I'm talking, I always say this, so Kelly, you're hearing it first, I'm preaching to me first, I say that every week, yeah, 
Man, if, if we would just do that, we just look at that and say, wow, it would be the biggest time saver. So many things. You know, we start focusing on this. And, you know, I see this over and over. You know, how many people got people that complain at work? If you work with somebody, don't raise your hand in here. I'm just <laughs> Two laters. But, you know, and they complain and they complain and they complain and they complain. And you say, man, if they would just pray as much as they complain, we'd have been out of this pit. Don't quit in the pit. Keep on rolling. All right? We got to keep rolling with it. Okay? So prayer is always a time saver. And we go to the source for help. We must abide in him. How do we abide in the Lord? Stay close to that fruit tree. Stay in his word. Meditate on his scripture. Come to small group on Tuesday. I don't know if that's in there, but that's a good place to put it, right? Right? That's a good little ad there. But every day. Do you eat every day? I mean, you eat food every day, right? Right? I know I do. I don't miss no meals, man. I tell you what, when I was in that hospital, I was like, I was hitting that button. Hey, wait, what was, what's for lunch? What's for this? What's for that? And then anybody called, they said, you need anything? I said, I'd probably take a milkshake. <laughs> and a three musketeer bar that I swore off them last week. Y'all have to listen to the tape about that. But what I'm saying is, you know what? It's, it, we're feeding on all that for, for, for the bod, right? What about for our spiritual food? You know? We wouldn't think, I mean, I wouldn't think about taking six days off of eating. You know, unless the Lord had called me to fast. And man, I'll tell you, I'll be like, yeah. Denise, would, I'll be divorced. I'm going to tell you, about three days later, man, she said, you got to go. I don't even like me, man. If we, you know, we get a long line somewhere, like Bojangles, man. I'll be like, what's the problem in here? What's the problem in here? You got to pray for me, man. You know, and, and that's crazy. But I'm just being for real about stuff. I'm just being for real about that. But you know what? We'll, we'll spiritually starve ourselves. Why? We live in a time now that is amazing. I mean, you cannot not hear about God if you want to. iPods, iPads. I don't know what else, man. Everything. I mean, it's amazing, man. The smartphones, you can get all this stuff. And, and, and we go, yeah, but I'd rather be on Facebook. But you know what? A lot of times people get on Facebook, they tell you about Jesus, won't they? I know I will. Yes, indeed. And many, many others will. But see, use what you got. Just use a little. You say, well, I, I don't like talking to people about Jesus. Well, Facebook them and say, God loves you. Amen. You know, it's that simple. But whatever it is, God can use you. Amen. So we need to focus and spend time and our energy on prayer. Amen. What else have we got, guys? Realize that the Lord is our source regardless. And I'll put that in yellow of what our circumstances look like. Because, man, our circumstances can get big. And when we start looking at how big our circumstances are, and we spend time looking at how big they are. We start trying to shrink God. You can't shrink God. But in your, in your mind and in your spirit, you start shrinking God. Because you start looking at things and, and you start thinking, man, I don't know, I owe so much. I don't know, I, I mean, you know, I, I can't do this and I can't do this. All these can'ts, man. But I'm going to tell you what, we got to focus on the can. And he is the can. Jesus is the can in your life. Amen. So this is what I want you to see here. It's not the circumstances that should overwhelm us, but his presence. I like that. When I was preaching to the couch last night, the Lord said, put that in there. See, every Saturday night when I'm going through this thing, man, I'm upstairs and I'm preaching, I'm preaching and preaching and looking through things. And that's where God really fine tunes some stuff. And he said, you know, it's not the circumstances that should overwhelm people, which in, in a bad way, right? But he said, it should be my presence that overwhelms them in a good way. And I said, wow, Lord, that's it. Because if I'm focusing on you and the Lord's moving in my life, guess what? I'm not even thinking about nothing else. I mean, everything's just pulling bricks off my back. I'm going, man, I'm hanging up with God. God is so good. And he's reminding me what he's done. And he's showing me these different things. And I go, man, 
God loves me. And guess what? He loves you just the same. Oh, buddy, but you don't know about, you know what? I don't need to. God knows everything. And he says, you're forgiven when you call on the name of Jesus. See, now that's some good news. And people say, why do you get excited? I talked about that. He forgave me. Man, I have messed it up with zeros on the end, you know? And so when, when God forgives you big, you want to be excited about that. You know what I mean? And, you know, I remember just going through the band business stuff when I got out of the rock and roll stuff. And I shared this before. And I said, I'm done. I'm just going to play for Jesus. And so everybody said, hey, you know, I got these calls. Hey, man, I heard you're going to play some religious music. I said, is that anything like praising the Lord? They go, I don't know. I said, it's not. <laughs> it's not religion. It's relationship. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's the church guy now. That's okay. That's all right. Most of them come in and got saved already. You know what I mean? But I just loved them where they were. He said, what are you talking about? You know, I, I keep going back to this. Man, when you see what God has done in, in a person's life, you can't argue with it. You can't argue with that. My pastor buddy told me a long time ago, I'll never forget about this. I was talking to him about different things. He said, buddy, he said, nobody can argue with your life if God's changed it. I said, yeah, that's true. That's true. That doesn't mean we've got it all together Ground zero right there. We never mess up. I want you to hear this. But we're forgiven, we're saved, and we're sealed with His Spirit. It's a done deal as far as our salvation. We can walk that out and God continues to show us stuff. And when we fall, get back up and get in the game. Anybody else need to hear that? I need to hear that. I need a mirror right here so I can just preach it myself. Because sometimes we stumble. Anybody? Amen? All right. Okay. And you know what? But God says, you know what? I got you. I got you. Man, I love that. I ain't even on my notes. Where we at? I just had to tell you about it. Oh, I know. This is a good place to get to God. There we go. <laughs> so what we need to do is come to the end of ourselves and get to God. The sooner God gets involved, the sooner we see things from the right perspective. Amen? Through the lens of the Lord. All right. Let's keep rolling. Everybody doing good, right? All right. Tim. Oh, there we go. Every now and then we got to get a little rough with our clicker. There we go. We're rolling now. Alright, when we come to God, this is what the Lord was showing me. He said, we need to let our requests be known. You know when we were first looking in the Word here? She cried out. She was letting them know what she needed. You know what? All over the Bible you see that God asks, what can I do for you? Over and over you see that. He even asked the blind man, what would you like me to do for you? See, it's about us engaging. It's about us speaking it. We talk about this often. We talk about it a lot at my house. Because my mom-in-law, she comes by and says, boy, you got to speak the Word. Speak the word because she knows it won't waver. She knows that it won't come back void. You know, so, so I've been blessed to have a family come alongside my, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, all of them say, you know, we're going to stand on this. Wow. Now, how does that make you feel when you come along? You got some people coming and say, hey, you know what? You're not in this alone. You say, well, that's great that your family is like that, but mine's not. You got a church family and we're like that. You got a church family and we'll stand with you. Amen. That's why we're here. That's why we have opportunities to put stuff in the, in the prayer box over there. We always ask you if there's a privilege for us to pray with you before you leave here. Even if you think about something later, Tim's even fixed up uh, KTP prayer at live.com. So whatever you need, we want to come alongside because we know the importance of having that family standing in the gap. Amen. What else we got? There we go. Need a little love tap. It says, if you're a child of God, you have a place at his table. You know, I was thinking about that. I know when I left home a long time ago, 
My dad always says, hey, you know what? You always got a place here. Isn't that good? Isn't that good to know? But uh, a lot of times, we just feel like, well, I can't go back to this or I can't come back to God if I've messed up or whatever. Where else are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? You might run over here. You might run over there. You might throw this at the problem. You might throw that at the problem. But I'm going to tell you what you got is you got a lot of stuff on top of the problem if you do. But if you bring it to God, He's the one that can reconcile that. He's the one that can give you a fresh start. I'm always talking about a fresh start because you know what? We need a fresh start sometimes. This country needs a fresh start. My life needs a fresh start. You know what? God's so good, He doesn't even give you any leftover mercy and grace. He said it's new every day. Alright? So we got a place at His table. When we're in the family of God, we can come where? Boldly. To the throne of God. Hebrews 4.16 is your word anchor for today, right? And it says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Man, if he just said that right there, that'd be enough. But he just keeps going. And he says, so that we may receive what? Mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, the enemy wants to keep, he wants to stiff arm you from God. When things start going wrong, well, you can't go in there. You shouldn't be going in there. You don't want to go here. You don't want to listen to that. You go to read your Bible. How many times? You go to ready to read your Bible. The phone will ring. QVC will have the special value. You know, whatever. The weather channel's doing the, the tropicals, whatever on the eight, whatever it is. Something will come in there. <laughs> I'm speaking the truth in my house, right? We love to watch the weather, man. When you got a dog that's crazy, <laughs> when the storm's coming, you will watch the weather. And you will pray. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, look at this. I'm going to read this again. Let us then approach the throne of what grace? With confidence. I want you to have confidence today. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're coming because you are in God's family. You have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. You can have confidence so that what we may receive. You got to get your receivers open. A lot of times we don't want to do that, right? Mercy and find grace to do what? Help us in our time of need. Man, I could just stop there, but you know I can't. So let's keep rolling. <laughs> Ephesians 3.12. Let's move on to another word anchor here. And it says, in him through faith. It's all about our faith, trusting in the Lord. In him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I want you to see that you can have confidence in Christ. Amen? Confidence in Christ. Let's keep rolling here. A lot of times, people don't realize that we can come to God right where we are. That's the best way, and really, that's the only way you can. Because you can't clean up enough, you can't give enough, you can't be smart enough, can't be pretty enough to get there. But you can be humbled enough and say, Lord, I need you. And he says, I'm there. I'm there. Call on the name of the Lord. I love that. to take you right where you are. Come to God and bring just a little something to work with. If you're here today, what is it that you're bringing to God? Maybe it's a heart that needs a little work on. Maybe it's your time and talent that God wants to use in a certain way. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, bring it to God and say, God, I'll offer you this to work in my life. Lord, how can you use my life to make a difference here? And he'll do it. Amen. You'll be surprised. But you know what? We need to trust God with what you have. See, what, sometimes when we realize we got just a little bit, we put the death grip on that thing, don't we? It's like, I ain't got but $10. I 
I ain't got, but whatever. And a lot of times we think it's just money. I'm not just talking about that. I don't have that much time. We talked about time last week, didn't we? You know what? We need to invest in the things of God. Spiritually, monetarily, whatever it is. Listen to what God has for you and take a look at this. All right? So we need to trust God with what you have. I call it the faith factor, right? We've got to trust God. Just bring what you have. So often, again, we talked about this. Don't try to figure it all out. Don't try to figure it all out. You know, we read often all the time that we see here that, that, that God's moving and God's speaking. The truth is, this, this I'm going to read, I wrote on my notes, read this so I don't mess it up. That's what the Lord gave me. We often want to know all the ins and outs before we move. The truth is, if you move when God speaks, you'll be right where he wants you to be. That's why I had to write it down because I could never remember that. But you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we want to know all the ins and outs and nuts and bolts and where we're going to end up and all this and okay, and then I'll step out. That's not much faith. See, the faith factor is he says, move. And then we move in obedience. And guess what happens then? Then you're in the right proximity for God to do what God does. He's in the blessing business. He's in the loving business. He's in the restoration business. He's holy. Don't think we're just going to come any way we want, but God's going to do what God does. And God's going to love on his children. Are you a child of God today? Amen. Let's keep going. Don't expect it to always be the same. It's not a formula. It's faith. Have you ever seen that? I've talked to different people over the years and they go, well, I've done that and it didn't work. Or uh, God worked in this person's life like ABC, but he didn't do that in mind. Well, guess what? He's got something unique for you because you're uniquely made. And he knows exactly what you need to hear to come forth and be mighty in him. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times we're sitting here and I'll preach something and, and somebody will call me later and they go, man, that message when you talked about one, two, three, X, Y, Z, whatever, and I'm going, wow, I don't remember that being in the notes. But God will take that and it'll touch that person's heart to just what they need to hear. Isn't that amazing? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And see, that's why, as I continue to get excited about this, I know if I speak God's word, something's going to change. It's not about me. It can't not. Because it's power. It's truth. It's transforming. It will not come back void. That's why I said, man, that's why I give you the word anchors. That's why I come back to this. I said, Lord, I don't want just a message about anything. I want a message that is timely for the body today. And I pray that this is the message for you today. Because I'll tell you what, we just need to give them a little something to work with. Just a little something to work with. Let's keep rolling here. A little word anchor here. Now, you guys are familiar with this, and you just can't uh, get it in your heart deep enough. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Can y'all read that with me? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. That's the biblical definition. And I want you to look at this. A little is much with God in it. A little is much with God in it. See, God's multiplication table is off the chart, baby. You know, Thomas got that calculator and he's doing all the engineering stuff and he can keep hitting that thing and he's got all these numbers. It, won't, it can't multiply like God. You can put them numbers way out there and you can see some mighty things. But when God's involved, everything changes. Amen? Because we just got to trust Him in His work. Alright, we're doing good. Let's keep on rolling. We're coming on the home stretch. Alright. We should
should be a blessing to others, right? When God blesses you, you honor him when you bless others. Isn't it nice to give? Don't you just like to give? I like to give. I like to give, you know? And sometimes I got to work on the receiving end. But you know what? I don't give to get. I give because God's blessed me. I give and pour into people because I know God poured into me. And I can see the difference when you start and you take somebody's life and you encourage. I'll talk about the lady last week in the hospital. You know, she called me this week too, left me a message. See, I still, I love that. But just taking a little time to encourage somebody. Is there somebody that you can encourage today? Is it the phone call you've been putting off? And maybe it's today. Is it that forgiveness or unforgiveness, I should say, that you've been holding on to and you need to release the forgiveness? Because what you find out is you're really the one that's in bondage. Not so much the other person because you've hardened your heart in that situation. But whatever it is, when God blesses you, honor him by blessing others. Amen. Meditate on how you can be a blessing to someone. When I say meditate, I'm talking about mull it over. Think about that today. You know, when you eat lunch and such, you know, how can I be a blessing to somebody? It might be just giving them a call. It might be rolling your neighbor's trash back in. Whatever it is, let them see Jesus in you. Amen. And you know why we do this? It's, it's to glorify God, not to elevate self. It's about that heart condition. See, and, and you guys have been coming here long enough. We know it's about a heart condition. But what happens is the condition of our heart needs a little work. And the way our heart gets worked on is through the scriptures. Right? Through allowing God to work in our life. So that's what we need to be doing. To glorify God. Keep our hearts pointed to Jesus. Amen? When we receive, we need to receive and be grateful about it. You know? Be grateful about that when you receive. A lot of times, people, I've, I've seen this, and, and, and it's hard when you're, you're the giver or you're the doer, and the other person's just like, oh, yeah, thanks a lot, whatever. You want to go, man, well, I'll tell you what. But that's not it. Because if I'm doing what I'm doing on my end, I'm okay. Because I'm doing it unto the Lord. Right? I have to remember that. When I come to a person and I'm trying to share with them and, I, and I'm trying to encourage them or they come to church for a while and then they don't come to church for a while, I have to remember, you know what, Lord? I, I'm just trying to love them where they're at. You might see them later on or whatever like that. I don't, I don't put them in the head like, man, I haven't seen you. Why not? I just like, how you doing? Good to see you. Loving them right where they're at. Loving them right where they're at. And I believe that we love people right where they're at. You'll see God move them to where they need to be at. Amen? And that goes for us too. But here's the whole point, gang. We need to point the praise to Christ. We need to point the praise to Christ. I don't care what we're doing. Point the praise to Christ. You know, when I think about the Olympics, we talked about that a few weeks back. You know, some did, some didn't. But some would give God the glory. I don't care what it is. You know, people say, you're walking pretty good today. I said, praise God. You know? And it's really a testimony because when I went to the ball game yesterday, I must have had 20 people ask what's going on with my leg. I said, I hurt it. You know, I didn't have to get it along. I said, it, it hurt. How you doing? I said, man, God is raising me up. See, I didn't focus on what was happening. I didn't focus on what had happened. I was focusing on what's happening. And I'm walking in out with God. I see the fingerprints of God through so many things, so many calls, so many, man, filling the blanks, meals, this, calls, hugs, prayers. And I go, man, see, when I get up in the morning, I start walking on that. I get up on that. And see, that's all the difference in the world. I say, my God, people praying for me, Lord. I know they are. 
And man, what I do is, man, you know what? I could do that. I could do that. You know what? I could stay in a little longer. I could stay in a little stronger because you're in my life and I'm going to point the praise to you. So with that being said, let's go back and do a little review. Everybody doing good so far, amen? All right, let's take a look at this. The whole theme was this. Just a little something to work with. And you know, I, I said this a couple of times and I, I know when I was writing these notes, I said, they're going to think I just got stuck on replay. But you know what? I want you to hear what I'm saying. A little as much as when God's in it. Give God just a little something to work with and watch him transform your life. I never knew on Halloween night in 1995 on the side of the road when somebody gave me a Bible track that I'd be sitting here today with the privilege and the responsibility, but I take it as a privilege as well, of sharing God's word. Man, you talk about not measuring up. Woo, that's me. But God said, well, you know what? Well, you're looking too much at you. You need to be looking more at me. So when I start looking at God, that's why I get excited. Man, I've got this thing rocking back and forth and everything else. I say, man, how can that guy say so many words in 35 minutes? God supernaturally takes it. You know what I mean? <laughs> when we put it on tape, we've got to throw it down. But that's all right. But you know what? I want you to know this. God will take you where you are. God will take you with all the luggage and, and troubles. And he'll love you right where you are. And he'll forgive you where you are. And he'll restore you where you are. See, it's about him. Amen. And this is what I want to talk about today. It may just start with your heart. Giving him just a little something to work with. It might be your heart. I, I thought about this over and over. And I looked at this. And I said, look how the Lord used a small cup of oil to bring the anointing of God to a family in need. Isn't that something? Look how he brought that to that family. Did they have to go out and do a little something? They had to go get the, the glasses, right? They had to go get the cups, right? What did he say after that? He said, hey, go inside. Pour it out. And I'm going to fill it up. And he filled up everyone. And then at that one part it says, until all were full. Everybody's been coming here. You know I love when I say, when we talk about God, we always talk about all. He paid all my penalty. He paid all your penalty for sin. Man, he says, all who call upon my name, whosoever calls upon my name will be saved. You know, that's what I get excited about. So you know what? What is your need? Voice it. What is your miracle? Claim it. What are you waiting for? Because I believe today is your day. You know, you didn't just happen to be here today. Oh, wow, that's nice. I got to hear this. No, you know what? God has been drawing you here. And I'm thankful for that. And you know what? Maybe it's just for today. I don't know. But you know what? You're always welcome here. And I want you to understand this. As we review that story, I want you to put yourself in that story. When you felt that time of desperation, whatever it was, it might not have been a loss like this one. But it's a loss all the same. God said, bring me what you got. I'll fill it. He said, all I got is pieces. God said, I'll mend it. I'll mend it with my love. Holy Spirit, I'll draw you in and rescue you right where you are. And you know what today? Maybe that cup that you're holding needs to be a cup of salvation. Maybe God needs to fill you up with his love. Maybe God needs to fill you up with his forgiveness and his redemption and his grace and his mercy. You said, yes, Lord, yes, that's me. Here's my cup. Here's my heart. If that's you today, I want you to hear what I'm saying. God will do it. 
in a board here. And this is how we, we have him fill our cup and fill our hearts. We say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. Lord, I've made a mess of this or whatever it is. I'm just giving you a simple. It's not a perfect prayer as far as words. Perfect prayer is in faith. You see, when you ask God, you can say, God, save me. It's a done deal. He says, I will save you. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, don't leave here without saying, Lord, come into my life. If you're here today and you say, well, you know, I've done that, buddy, but things have been pretty tough. Amen. Guess what? He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He will refill. He will remold. And he will secure you. But I want you to know we got to cry out to him. We got to call on him. We got to point the praise to the Father. We need to come to him and say, Lord, today, right now, where I'm at, I need you. So I want you to hear that. Just a little something to work with. I don't know what you brought today. So much more. Let's pray. Ask everybody just bow their heads and close their eyes. Father, today I pray that you take this message. It's just a little something to work with. And Lord, make it so much more. As we look how you used the prophet Elijah and you worked in that woman's life, and Lord, you just spilled out your blessing. And not only did you meet her needs, you surpassed her needs. I believe there's someone here today that's in that same boat that needs their that needs their needs met. That needs their heart mended. That they might even need salvation. So the first thing I'm going to ask you, if you're here today, do you know for sure, 100%, that you go to heaven if you die today? And if the answer is no, I want you to look up here and I want to tell you how to know. You ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you. He loves you that much and he says, I will do it. And you know what? If you're going through a tough time, and many of us do, I want us to pull together as a church family. I want us to be able to pray about those things. I don't want you to feel like you have to walk through these things alone. Because God has made us for relationships. And the number one relationship that we need to be intact in, in and make sure that it's, it's in good working order on our part is that of Christ. So if you've run away, come on back today. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill you full. With the blessings of his love, his salvation, and his mercy, and his grace. Reconciliation. And we'll make sure. I'm going to break this down one more time. Because you can never take enough time or too much time to spend when it comes to dealing with souls and salvation. Every person in this world has fall short in sin and fall short of the glory of God. And he says there's a penalty for that. Right? And we spill an eternity in hell if we don't take the only remedy out. And the remedy is Jesus. And he paid the debt that me and you could never pay. And just like that woman that we talked about here, she had a debt she couldn't pay. Each one of us here, at one time or another, have a debt that we can't pay. I'm talking about salvation. Will you let Lord, the Lord pay it in full today? It's already been paid. All you have to do is receive it. And you receive it by faith. Lord, come into my life and forgive me this day. Father, I thank you for those here today. I thank you for the message. I thank you that if we just give you a little something to work with, you can make it so much more. I pray the blessing upon this place, Lord. I thank you for the healing in our bodies. I thank you, Lord, that you're working in our lives. I thank you for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And I pray for each one here, maybe for those that didn't get to make it today, that would listen to it online. Lord, I pray the anointing on them, just the, just the Holy Spirit to pour out on them and hold them close. Washed and clean.
and let them rest in